you have your uh, a Bible, uh, you have a little electronic device, you want to find your way to uh, an obscure uh, prophet called uh, Zephaniah. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, read through uh, of Zephaniah. If if you remember the Advent reading, it was our assigned text uh, for this morning. So what we'd like to do is uh, unpackage Zephaniah a little bit and then talk about what it means to us today. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this Christmas season, and we pray, Lord, that you would center our hearts on Christ. And Lord, um, if there are distractions um, towards that end, uh, Lord, nurture our hearts and uh, draw us uh, to yourself this morning, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Zephaniah, uh, just to give you a little background, Zephaniah was a prophet, and he, was a, he spoke to Jerusalem, to the tribe of Judah, in the 7th century B.C. And um, the words that Zephaniah had for his culture and his day uh, not only spoke to them in that setting, but transcend that setting and, and speak to us today. Uh, Zephaniah uh, came and spoke to Jerusalem, Judah, and he spoke specifically to their political leaders and their religious leaders and to their business people of the day, and he called them to account. He said to the business leaders, you're extorting people, to the religious leaders, you're, uh, you're not being true, uh, in your worship to the one true God and to uh, the people in general. He said, uh, Zephaniah said to them, you're, you're getting off course. And so what Zephaniah does for us, it, it, he expresses really kind of two parts of who God himself is. is. The first part is God is just. It's full of justice. And that um, political leaders or religious leaders or business people or just everyday folks that get off track and abuse people and uh, don't exercise uh, their God-given responsibilities, uh, that God is going to come and judge them and, and correct them in their ways. And so Zephaniah does that. If you looked at Zephaniah chapter 3, here's what he says to the to those groups of people in Jerusalem. He says, Woe to her who is rebellious and defiled, the oppressing city. She listens to no voice. She accepts no correction. She does not trust in the Lord. So well, oh, that's my teenager. Doesn't listen to no voice, no correction. No, that's, he's going to tell us who it's directed to. He's going to say, she does not draw near to her God. Her officials within her are roaring lions, her judges are evening wolves that leave nothing till the morning. Her prophets are fickle, treacherous men. Her priests profane what is holy. They do violence to, to his law. And so the prophet, and I, I dare say we, we could use a few of those in our culture today, the prophet calls out people that are in places of responsibility who are not being true to their God-given calling. So justice is, represents 
one side of the character of God. And the second side, the second part of the coin, the other side of the coin that describes the nature and character of God is that God is merciful and he's just and he'll forgive those that come to him that express repentance and faith in God's plan for their life. You might ask yourself, why, is the ha why does there have to be justice? Why can't we just have you know, love and grace and faith? Well, if you've been around life a little bit, you know that people that, that are self-centered, people that are selfish, people that walk in sin, those people exploit other people and, and don't achieve all that God has for their life. And so out of the grace and mercy of God, he comes to those people and he says to them, look, you've got sin in your life, but I've got an answer. You've got sin in your life you're not going to accomplish. You're not caring for people. Uh, you're not doing the best in your own life. And God comes to them in his mercy and grace and says, I have a solution to your problem. Trust in me. Give your heart to me. And I'll forgive you your sins so that you can flourish and be all that God has designed you to be this side of heaven. So the prophet Zephaniah comes and he shares the very nature and character of God, that God is just. And what's the other part of God's character? He's merciful and full of grace. So the immediate application to you and I is that if we, uh, say, move away from the Lord or don't trust him, we're, uh, we're most likely uh, not to do too well in life. Now, at Christmas time, uh, there's always temptation to do that, not to trust in the Lord, not to have faith. Um, uh, yesterday, uh, do you mind if I can c confess my sin in front of you all? <laughs> Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been six minutes since my last confession, right? Y yesterday, I got a little melancholy because of the holiday season, and I was looking kind of to the past and... and um, into the future, and um, it got the best of me. And so I did what I usually always do. I got out my iPhone and turned to my favorite country western singers, and, and we just got it on. And it was a sad afternoon, and then so Nancy came home uh, from doing some errands, and, and I was listening to my favorite uh, crooners, and, and I said, oh, go, come, we're, I'm going to make dinner. And, and she goes, no, I, I think I'll go upstairs. And I said, oh, no, don't leave me. My, my mental health condition really needs you right now. <laughs> and she goes, uh, I don't know. And I said, I'll put on some Christmas songs. So I put on some Christmas songs, and, and uh, we, we centered Edward's emotional health on 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 who he is in Christ and, and how the Lord loves me and how the Lord is in control of, of all things. And uh, when I got to that place, uh, we both looked at each other and said, what a wonderful evening we're having together. And there was, there was joy uh, in my heart. 
And that's the message of Zephaniah, is that when we get off track and we don't keep centered on the things of God, what happens to our life? It kind of falls apart, yeah. And the message of Zephaniah is if you keep your focus on Christ, keep your focus on the Messiah, and you follow after him, you'll have joy in your life. And that's the last part of Zephaniah. There's two in verses 14 through 20. We won't read them all. But the people, in verse 14, chapter 3, says, Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exalt with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. And here's, here's what God does when you turn to him. It says, The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall never again fear evil. And so when God's people returned to him, their hearts were full of singing, their hearts were full of joy. And not only were their hearts full of joy and full of happiness, the Lord himself delighted that his people returned to him and purified themselves. That's verse 17. It says, The Lord your God is in your midst. So sweet. A mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you uh, with loud singing. And when you read those verses, it kind of comes across as kind of tame. But the Hebrew there is, uh, I don't know if there's many Irish people in here, but you ever been to, uh, I was going to say an Irish wake. It's about the same as an Irish wedding. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to know the difference. If you go to a wedding, are you at a wake? And you go to a wake, you think you're at a wedding. It's very confusing, <laughs> my ethnic background. But there's lots of shouts and lots of dancing. God is a God of justice because he comes and deals with our sin. But he does that for a purpose so that we could be free from that sin and that we could enter into his joy and his purposes for our life. And so if you're here this morning, um, I know there's no no steeple and cross and stained glass windows, but you're actually in a Christian church. And the message of Christmas is, yes, a, a little babe came, but that babe came to die on a cross so that our sins could be covered, our sins could be forgiven, and that we could have restoration and fellowship with God once again. And so the message of Christmas is this. God sent a Savior who loves you and wants you to flourish. But the things that keep us from flourishing are called sin. And when we allow the grace of God to cover that sin, then we take a step into our divine uh, destiny, which is to know Christ, to live with him forever, and to have what? To have joy. You can say it in a church. It's okay. I can have joy. Because that is God's heart for you. To forgive your sins, bring you into relationship with him. So that you can have what? Joy. 
so that you can have joy. Well, thank you. If you're visiting with us for the first time, I want to thank you for coming and being with us. Um, uh, what we'd like to do now is just give you uh, a few minutes to reach across an aisle and say hello to someone. That's going to allow a transition to happen, and then our kids are going to come uh, and share with us uh, their Christmas pageant this year, which is certainly going to warm our hearts and bring us a lot of joy. joy. You guys are so good. All right, would you, uh, if you can, if you want to, would you stand and say hello to your neighbor?